Welcome to the Progress Not Perfection podcast. I don't know about you, but I have spent way too many years trying to be perfect and holding myself back because I didn't feel good enough. But recently, I started to fully grasp what it means to receive the incredible gift of God's grace. Now I desire more than anything to be more like Him. As it says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. If you've been feeling unfulfilled and weighted down by your past, but you know in your heart you have more to offer, you're in the right place. My name is Cherie Haynes, and each week I'll be sharing Bible verses and words of encouragement. You, my friend, are here for a reason, and I can't wait for you to begin letting your amazing light shine. Now, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hello, and welcome back to the Progress Not Perfection podcast. I hope you are having a great week so far. Happy Wednesday. Um, and in today's episode, I want to kind of have a continuation of a Monday's episode. On Monday, we had a few verses, our verses of the week, which are Colossians 3 verses 2 through 4. And I will just start out by repeating that just so that is at the front of our mind uh, as we begin the episode. So again, Colossians 3 verses 2 through 4. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. And in Monday's episode, I just shared, you know, a little bit about when we get in the midst of life and it just seems like everything is out of our control. Maybe you have a day where it seems like everything is going wrong and, you know, it's it's easy for our minds to just go to the negative, you know, everything negative and, and forget about, you know, all of the wonderful blessings from God. And one in particular is that day when we all are just blessed with the opportunity of meeting our Creator, our Heavenly Father in heaven. And I shared, you know, none of us really know exactly what heaven will be like. We can just imagine. And I shared a little bit about, um, you know, my favorite vacation, which was in Aruba. And obviously, Obviously, you know, helping yourself, you know, be in that moment again where you were so happy, where you just felt like you didn't have a care in the world, where everything seemed perfect. You didn't have to worry about work. You didn't have to worry about finances. You didn't have to worry about your kids or fur babies and what they were getting into. You could just spend time being in the moment, being with the person you love or people you love and just enjoying that 
you know, God's creation. And so again, that's just a mere glimpse of what it could be like in heaven. But I think, you know, we can give ourselves that gift anytime we want. If we want to kind of get out of (laughs) this life we're in and just kind of put ourselves in a better state of mind, we can do that anytime. But today, you know, I wanted to share something with you. I recently read a book called 90 Minutes in Heaven, A True Story of Death and Life. And this is by Don Piper. And he shares about his experience in heaven. And I know sometimes when we hear this, you know, when we hear about people, you know, claiming to have gone to heaven, it might be hard to wrap our brains around. But, you know, I truly believe (laughs) there's so much detail in this book. I just don't believe it's possible that he made this up. And I believe in my heart that it is real. And he, you know, um, he did go to heaven in 90 minutes in heaven. And, you know, basically what happened was a semi truck collided with his car and he was pronounced dead at the scene. And, um, you know, he, he spent 90 minutes in heaven and he shares about that in his book. And then he also shares about coming back to earth and what it was like to try to recover from this horrible accident. And I mean, it was months and months and years of just pain and, you know, just relearning to walk and, and just having to figure out life, you know, without the normalcy that he was used to. And so I thought it might be helpful to share some of his experience that he shares in this book about what, you know, heaven was like. And he has a hard time putting it into words and human terms just because I can only imagine it's it's hard because it's nothing that we've ever experienced here on earth. But I think he does an amazing job. And so I'm going to read out of a couple of chapters and I'm not going to read the entire chapters, but I just, you know, highlighted some parts that I really felt spoke to me and really described this miraculous place that we will all be joining our Heavenly Father in one of these days. And so I'm going to share this with you. I really encourage you though to go and purchase this book so you can read the entire story and um, I think it will all make a lot more sense when you can read it from beginning to end and read about, you know, everything he learned from this experience and all of the people he's been able to help by sharing his experience. But uh, I'm going to start out in chapter two, and this chapter is titled, My Time in Heaven. So he says, When I died, I didn't flow through a long, dark tunnel. I had no sense of fading away or of coming back. I never felt my body being transported into the light. I heard no voices calling to me or anything else. Simultaneous with my last recollection of seeing the bridge and the rain, a light enveloped me with a brilliance beyond earthly comprehension or description. Only that. In my next moment of awareness, I was standing in heaven. Joy pulsated through me as I looked around, and at that moment I became aware of a large group of people. They stood in front of a brilliant, ornate gate. I have no idea how far away they were. Such things as distance didn't matter. 
matter. As the crowd rushed toward me, I didn't see Jesus, but I did see people I had known. As they surged toward me, I knew instantly that all of them had died during my lifetime. Their presence seemed absolutely natural. They rushed toward me, and every person was smiling, shouting, and praising God. Although no one said so, intuitively I knew they were my celestial welcoming committee. It was as if they had all gathered just outside heaven's gate waiting for me. He goes on to say, As I try to explain this, my words seem weak and hardly adequate because I have to use earthly terms to refer to unimaginable joy, excitement, warmth, and total happiness. Everyone continually embraced me, touched me, spoke to me, laughed, and praised God. This seemed to go on for a long time, but I didn't tire of it. He goes on to say, The best way I can explain it is to say that I felt as if I were in another dimension. Never, even in my happiest moments, had I ever felt so fully alive. I wasn't conscious of anything I'd left behind and felt no regrets about leaving family or possessions. It was as if God had removed anything negative or worrisome from my consciousness, and I could only rejoice at being together with these wonderful people. When I first stood in heaven, they were still in front of me and came rushing toward me. They embraced me, and no matter which direction I looked, I saw someone I had loved and who had loved me. They surrounded me, moving around so that everyone had a chance to welcome me to heaven. I felt loved, more love than ever before in my life. They didn't say they loved me. I don't remember what words they spoke. When they gazed at me, I knew what the Bible means by perfect love. It emanated from every person who surrounded me. I stared at them, and as I did, I felt as if I absorbed their love for me. At some point, I looked around, and the sight overwhelmed me. Everything was brilliantly intense. Coming out from the gate, a short distance ahead, was a brilliance that was brighter than the light that surrounded us, utterly luminous. As soon as I stopped gazing at the people's faces, I realized that everything around me glowed with a dazzling intensity. In trying to describe the scene, words are totally inadequate because human words can't express the feelings of awe and wonder at what I beheld. Everything I saw glowed with intense brightness. The best I can describe it is that we began to move toward the light. No one said it was time to do so, and yet we all started forward at the same time. As I stared ahead, everything seemed to grow taller, like a gentle hill that kept going upward and never stopped. I had expected to see some darkness behind the gate, but as far ahead as I could see, there was absolutely nothing but intense radiant light. By contrast, the powerful light I had encountered when I met my friends and loved ones paled into darkness as the radiance and iridescence in front of me increased. It was as if each step I took intensified the glowing luminosity. I didn't know how it could get more dazzling, but it did. It would be like cracking open the door of a dark room and walking into the brightness of a noonday sun. As the door swings open, the full rays of the sun burst forth and were momentarily blinded. I wasn't blinded, but I was amazed that the luster and intensity continually increased. Strange as it seemed, 
seems, as brilliant as everything was, each time I stepped forward, the splendor increased. The farther I walked, the brighter the light. The light engulfed me, and I had the sense that I was being ushered into the presence of God. A holy awe came over me as I stepped forward. I had no idea what lay ahead, but I sensed that with each step I took, it would grow more wondrous. Then I heard the music. And now I'm going to read part of chapter 3 entitled Heavenly Music. My most vivid memory of heaven is what I heard. I can only describe it as a holy swoosh of wings, but I'd have to magnify that thousands of times to explain the effect of the sound in heaven. It was the most beautiful and pleasant sound I have ever heard, and it didn't stop. It was like a song that goes on forever. I felt awestruck, wanting only to listen. I didn't just hear music, it seemed as if I were part of the music, and it played in and through my body. I stood still, and yet I felt embraced by the sounds. As aware as I became of the joyous sounds and melodies that filled the air, I wasn't distracted. I felt as if the heavenly concert permeated every part of my being, and at the same time I focused on everything else around me. I never saw anything that produced the sound. I had the sense that whatever made the heavenly music was just above me, but I didn't look up. I'm not sure why. Perhaps it was because I was so enamored with the people around me, or maybe it was because my senses were so engaged that I feasted on everything at the same time. I asked no questions and never wondered about anything. Everything was perfect. I sensed that I knew everything and had no questions to ask. Myriads of sounds so filled my mind and heart that it's difficult to explain them. The most amazing one, however, was the angel's wings. I didn't see them, but the sound was a beautiful holy melody with a cadence that seemed never to stop. The swishing resounded as if it was a form of never-ending praise. As I listened, I simply knew it was. A second sound remains even today, the single most vivid memory I have of my entire heavenly experience. I call it music, but it differed from anything I had ever heard or ever expect to hear on earth. The melodies of praise filled the atmosphere. The non-stop intensity and endless variety overwhelmed me. The praise was unending, but the most remarkable thing to me was that hundreds of songs were being sung at the same time, all of them worshiping God. As I approached the large, magnificent gate, I heard them from every direction and realized that each voice praised God. I write voice, but it was more than that. Some sounded instrumental, but I wasn't sure and I wasn't concerned. Praise was everywhere, and all of it was musical, yet comprised of melodies and tones I'd never experienced before. Hallelujah! Praise! Glory to God! Praise to the King! Such words rang out in the midst of all the music. I don't know if angels were singing them or if they came from humans. I felt so awestruck and caught up in the heavenly mood that I didn't look around. My heart filled with the deepest joy I've ever experienced. I wasn't a participant in the worship, yet I felt as if my heart rang out with the same kind of joy and exuberance. 
he goes on to say, in those minutes, and they held no sense of time for me. Others touched me, and their warm embraces were absolutely real. I saw colors I would never have believed existed. I've never, ever felt more alive than I did then. I was home. I was where I belonged. I wanted to be there more than I had ever wanted to be anywhere on earth. Time had slipped away, and I was simply present in heaven. All worries, anxieties, and concerns vanished. I had no needs, and I felt perfect. And I'll just stop there. I could keep going. He he continues to explain, but obviously I don't want to read the entire book. I want you to go out and get it for yourself. But I just, you know, when I read this personally the first time and every time I read it, I just, I feel that sense of peace. I feel, I just feel, you know, God's presence. And, and I just wanted to share that with you because again, we're able to, to give ourselves this gift anytime we want. And I think hearing his description, Don Piper's description of what it was like will help us visualize and imagine what it will be like in heaven when everything is perfect, when there is no suffering, when there is no pain, when we're able to reunite with all of our loved ones. And as I shared on Monday, I, I just cannot wait to reunite with my grandma and my grandpa, my uncle John, my mom. Who is it that you can't wait to reunite with? I'm sure there are so many people, but you know, if we get in the habit of doing this exercise, I would suggest daily, you know, giving us this gift so that we, when we're so distracted and overwhelmed by the things of this world, we can just remember this is just a blink of an eye that we're here on earth, but we get to spend eternity in heaven with our Father. And that is just going to be the most amazing day, isn't it? So (laughs) hopefully, um, Hopefully this blesses you like it did me. And again, I will link this book for you in the show notes. I I just truly encourage you to purchase this book and read it and just allow yourself to feel these emotions, feel, you know, what it could be like. And and again, we won't know (laughs) for sure until we are there in heaven. But I think this will really help us get that picture in our minds. So let's go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for all of the gifts, the blessings that you have given us here on earth, but also thank you, Lord, for the gift of one day joining you for eternity in heaven. Thank you for encouraging Don Piper to write about his experience and share it with all of us so that we can get a glimpse of what it will be like to join you in heaven and reunite with all of our loved ones. In your son's name we pray. Amen. I hope you love today's episode, friend. I pray it reminded you in some way that you have something amazing to offer the world, and it's time to start letting your beautiful light shine. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs this reminder? It would also mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds for me and just leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you're actually enjoying the show. 
Nevertheless, it warms my heart when I get to hear from you. I pray God's blessings on you the rest of the week, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. God bless.